Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Well, nice to meet you, Tom. Nice. Finally. Been, been, a, been a few months. Yeah, I know. You know. We're back. You're going to explain? Yeah, we, we're back in studio. Rico's uh, back up north from, from the west coast uh, of Florida, and I'm back up north from the east coast. So for the last three and a half months, we have both been working remotely. It's good to be back in the studio, Yeah, it's man. good to be back up here, freezing our rear ends I off. know, exactly. What the heck's the difference? Tom Zappala, uh, just welcome everybody. Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli, my paisan. You look good. Yeah, compared to what? Look at my tan compared to yours. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be back, and it's great uh, to talk about the uh, uh, the industry and uh, you guys, the guys, well, our guests today. Oh, we got a jam-packed best, show. The best. Jam-packed. Uh, As a matter of fact, there's no headlines today because we have actually four guests coming on. We're going to start right now, right out of the gate, with our old friend. He looks as though he has, like, short hair, but he really doesn't. Well, if he turns around, oh, there, he there is. it is. All right, let's bring in Al Christofoli from Love of the Game Auctions. Al, how are you, brother? Hey, Al. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Hey, yeah. congratulations, man, on your auction. Not only for the auction, but the uh, the painting. You, you, yeah. you auctioned off the painting. Tell us about it and how much you guys yeah, raised for charity. Um, so so uh, Greg Kreinler, who you may know. Greg's a great uh, artist, great artist. He's a great artist and a super nice guy. And he approached me about a year ago about uh, about doing a, uh, a painting of Roberto Clemente for, for the, uh, you know, to commemorate the 50th anniversary of his, of the plane crash that took yeah, his life. Yeah. And uh, as we know, Roberto was a great humanitarian in addition to being a great baseball player. And, uh, and so uh, Greg and I both elected uh, to make this a charitable thing. So, so all of the proceeds from the painting were donated to Unidos US which is the largest uh, Latin uh, Latino charity, or I'm sorry, civil rights organization in the United States. And so um, we did it. We let we let it fly, and the painting wound up selling for sixty thousand dollars. Fantastic! Which was, uh, wow, which was pretty fantastic. Yeah, we're really happy. You know, Al, uh, I'm a kind of a amateur artist, and I got some stuff home. Can I get... <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. We work... I've seen it. I'm sure. begging you. Sure, Rico. I am, all right. I am, I'll, I'm begging I'll, you. I've I've seen it. It's all on the refrigerator, right? At <laughs> your house. It's on a magnet. It's on a magnet. <laughs> yeah, right. And by the way, uh, Al's in the house. Uh, shortly, we're going to be joined by uh, Craig Sandlin from the a- a Loop Loop app. At the Loop app. It's, it's a great app. Uh, he's going to talk about... Uh, the dealer of the year. And there's a big, big, big contest going on. We're going to talk to him. Yeah, Later great. on in the show, we're going to talk to the new editor and publisher of PSA Magazine, yeah. Jack Archer. Ooh, and wish... then after that, James Fiorentino. Oh, I'd love to get that magazine someday, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll give you mine. Hint, hint, hint. What Nine, do you mean? Mine. mine. No, we'll, I want we'll my own. We'll get you one. But anyways, let's... Uh, all right, so you just finished right. up your auction, Al. How was it? That was great. It was a record uh, for us in terms of number of bidders. In terms of number of bids, in terms of dollars, uh, payouts to consigners, it it uh, broke every record. So the trajectory continues northward, uh, which is excellent for all of us. 
So when do I get my check? Uh, you don't. I, I don't actually pay consigners. <laughs> you know, I consigned some very valuable cars that I found in a shoebox. Uh, mm -hmm. And I expect really? payment at some point. Yeah, I gave him a few cuts. Oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm, 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 I'm changing. Uh, seriously, I'm changing yeah. kind of directions. Mm -hmm. I've unloaded uh, all my entire T206 collection except for my Hall of Famous. All gone. Wow. It's a lot of private sales. Um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I want to get into some memorabilia. I mean, I've, you know, I've kind of... Zoom thing is kind of weird. I'm looking at over there because that's where you are on my computer. Is that better? There you go. Much better. You know, now you're looking at it. Al, and uh, <laughs> the thing that really surprised me, I'll be honest with you, is be the prices are fabulous. I mean, you know, people know the value. It's And there is value in it, uh, in, yeah. you know, collecting. Uh, but with the inflation the way it is now and maybe going up a little, hopefully, well, I mean, it's not really hurting you guys, right? Stay, you know, not, knock not on yet. wood. That's what knock I mean. Wood. Right. I, mean, it, it's, I understand. Uh, it, it was something that I was curious about when we when we got into this, and uh, you know, when this auction cycle began, I was curious as to how the the broader economic picture was gonna was gonna uh, impact the hobby. And thus far, doesn't seem like it has. And uh, you know, smarter minds than me try and figure this stuff out. I just well, I, I think it's a, it's a great investment. We talked last yeah, time. Yeah, I mean there's been there's that. been no slowdown as far as I what I can see, especially with the you know with the new young guns that have come in. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, that that millennial investor slash collector. I mean, I think they've re really added uh, a breath of fresh air to the hobby. I really do. Yeah. You know, well, uh, you know for for the longest time we used to talk about, you know, what's going to happen to this aging hobby. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, is it going to go the way of stamps or, or is there going to be some kind of thing that happens mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, inject new life into it? And it seems like there has been. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm really right. pleased. I mean, I, everybody was a little skeptical, but you know, what's a, a good thing, too, is that I'm seeing more and more that the young hobbyist slash investor, they're also starting to dabble in some of the vintage stuff, which is, I think, well, kind of cool. Yeah, this is what's important, I think, is, is to, to maintain that reverence for the history of the hobby and for the history of the, the, uh, the material. You know, there's a, it's, it's really easy to, especially now that there's no real publication out there. There's no standard catalog being published. So, so where are all of these new discoveries being cataloged? What's the clearinghouse for that stuff? And, and where do people learn about it? It's really important to me to me that, uh, you know, especially some of these more obscure 19th century and early 20th century issues don't get forgotten in this mad rush. For yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. You know, and, yes. and so it's, you know, it's going to be important to see how that plays out and what role things like old cardboard and prewarcards.com and, and sites like that have in, in maintaining going forward. You know, sort of that encyclopedic uh, reference of, gotcha. of you know for the older issues. All right, we have about a, about a few Marketing. seconds left. Your next auction is when? Uh, uh, next auction will be in conjunction with the national. Okay. So it'll it'll open right around the national and close right after. Our consignment deadline for that is is May, uh, sort of end of May. Uh, you can get me at info at loveofthegameauctions.com or that you can just go to the website loveofthegameauctions.com. And hit that consigner page, and there's a little form there for you to fill out. Fabulous. We'll see you that. We'll see you at the national.
Yeah. Yeah, Can't we're going to be broadcasting from the Brooker yeah. stage yeah. Uh, for PSA, so we're going to oh, looking forward to oh, it. You and Tom can talk about your hair. <laughs> I'll buy you guys a milkshake at the Nasdaq. There you go. All right, <laughs> Al. Take care. Good. Nice good to see you. Take Al care. Christian Foley from Love of the Game Auctions. All right. I'm really excited about our next guest, uh, Craig Sandlin yeah. from the Loop app. We're going to get into this right now. Craig, how are you? Hey, Craig. Great, Tom. How are you? Good. Nice Great, to see man. you. I tell you, I have a million questions regarding, first of all, tell us about the app. How does the app work? What's it all about? Just, uh, you know, just to, we threw a couple of teases out there, and I've already gotten emails. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So now you can tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Loop is a live e-commerce platform built for the modern day trading card collector. And so we've seen a lot of people who use Instagram or TikTok Live or a number of different platforms in order to sell sports cards, boxes, packs. What we did is we made it easier both on the seller and on the buyer. So now everything is all in one place. So you go live on Loop, you have a list of all of the packs and boxes that you have available for sale. People can come in, they can check out your sales list, they can purchase things right within the app that you don't have to leave it to go to PayPal or anything like that to send money, uh, purchase it. It's a guaranteed purchase for the seller. Uh, everything's contained in the app. The, the seller opens it right there on camera for you and shipped out securely within 48 hours. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And we've built a great community of, of hobbyists and collectors. Now, I mean, very cool, Rick. No, I was going to say that's that things like that were going to make the the industry absolutely grow That's, and you got you know innovation is is terrific. What's the app? We allow it, can yeah, you give the app? What's the app? Uh, the the website of the app. Yeah. Yeah. So the website is loopTheapp.com. It's L O U P E, the app.com, or you can find us in both app stores and Google Play Store. Um, and we've been around for about a year and a half now and that's exactly uh, growing tremendously and, yeah, and I mean, continuing to, to grow and excited for the future. You know, that's exactly what we that's were just great. talking about with Al Crisofoli. Your, your, your generation, you guys have, have really, uh, it's, um, uh, we're thrilled. I mean, you're, you're turning it, you've taken it to another level and uh, there's some pretty savvy uh, hobbyists and collectors out there. Tell us about the uh, America's Best Card Shop uh, concept and contest. Yeah, so last month at the Mint Collective, we announced our search for America's Best Card Shop. Obviously, the future with technology is, is important, but the cornerstone of our hobby is the local card shop. It's where families, kids, children are able to go learn about the hobby, experience, purchase, all of these things, there's an educational aspect behind uh, local card shops, and we really value what they bring to the hobby overall. And so we partnered with a bunch of great companies such as PSA and Tops, uh, Blowout Cards, All Sports Marketing, to be able to launch this search for America's Best Card Shop. And ultimately what we wanna do is recognize those card shops across the country that are doing great work to grow this hobby. That's, that's fact. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to ask you, do you think the, uh, the organization, uh, I mean, the industry needs a, an association? You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my background is in college athletics. And so we had a national organization broken down by the area that you worked in. But I think there's a lot of value to have national organizations in some of the conferences like Mint and like the Tops Conference that they put on each year. Um, 
just to share best practices to make sure that we're continuing to grow the hobby. Um, I think, you know, we've heard from plenty of people that there are some card shops out there that are still a little stuck in the 80s or 90s. And so I think a conference like that and, and a, an association could certainly serve beneficial to ins ensure that we're continuing to grow the hobby for the better. And as you look at it, one of the things that stands out to me, as you can see behind, we actually have a card shop um, with our HQ. And so one of the things that stands out to me is the number of kids that are coming in and truly viewing this not only as a quality That's hobby, great. but as a business and yeah. the amount of money that they're investing and they're building businesses. We have one guy who comes in, he's probably 13 years old. He comes in, he buys a bunch of lower end slabs and he does Instagram sales uh, every week. And, you know, he's building a true business around it. And I think there's a lot of That's opportunity cool. for us That's to continue cool. to grow. And the local card shop plays an immense part in that growth Absolutely. because without us or without the other card shops in the area, that 13 year old may not have an opportunity to build the business that he's currently building. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, we've got Jack, uh, Jack coming on later on, Jack Archer. It's, you know, PSA magazine is changing. You know, it's, it's a young group now. It's really dynamic. You guys are doing the same thing. I do have a question though. Uh, is it still too late or is it too late or is this early enough to, to nominate somebody, uh, a shop? Yep. Absolutely. So we, like I said, we announced it at the end of March. We'll take nominations through the end of this month. So the deadline is the end of April. Uh, we will, uh, we have a panel of judges that are all going to judge the nominations. We currently have over a thousand nominations for this competition, wow. which is amazing. Uh, if you are yeah. interested in nominating your local card shop, certainly visit loop.cards slash best card shop, L-O-U-P-E dot cards slash best card shop. Uh, and there's a Google form for you to fill out and nominate your local card shop uh, to be considered for this. And I mentioned the panel of judges, but we really do have some all-stars uh, from the hobby and uh, Kevin O'Neill from Tops, Suze, who many people know yeah. uh, from Women of the Hobby, used to work for Tops, now works with Golden. <coughs> Uh, DJ Ski, who's a top 70 artist, uh, well-known in the hobby, investor in the hobby. Um, and AJ Dillon from the Green Bay Packers, who's a well-known collector, is also signed on to be a panel of, of judges. So we're really excited about the exposure that we've gotten and the nominations we've gotten, but we certainly want to grow more. You know who's a big collector who was with Toronto, is with the Yankees now, right? Do uh, Donaldson, is it? Yeah, Josh yeah. Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Josh, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, yeah. We, we found out. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah That's Josh. Really I, think there's a, I think there's a, probably a lot of athletes that maybe a lot of people don't know collect, whether it be teammates that they've played with or their own cards. Yeah. You know, AJ is yeah. a great example. Um, and we work closely with AJ for a, a long time now, but um, he collects not only every one of one of his own that he can find, but he also collects teammates and, and friends of his. So he has a big Herbert collection, a big Jordan Love collection. Obviously, Aaron Jones is a big PC of his. So um, there's a lot of athletes that collect. There's a show uh, on Bally Sports hosted by Matt Strom, who's a pitcher in the major leagues. Sure. Um, and so there's a lot of athletes that are getting into this hobby and continue to grow. That's um, and so I, I I definitely, AJ being a part of this is a big part of it, but there's a lot more athletes that enjoy You, you know, we, you, you and I have talked about this before. Think about when you played, you played with two generations of players, guys like Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle up to 
Robin Yount and 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 George Brett. Right. Think about you guys never did any of that stuff. No, Collect no. cards from each other. <laughs> One I, guy, I told you, George Thomas, who lives in Florida, we see every year. He's the only guy that used to collect bats. He would collect bats with autographs, and they were building a bar in the basement. You oh, know, that's and, what he was. And uh, they had the legs of the uh, what do you call here? The <clears throat> the chairs made uh, out of bats. All bats. And th think about man, this. How many? How many? You you know you grew up. Mickey Mantle was your idol as a kid, and now you're playing against them. Yeah. You know, if you had a Mickey Mantle card. Well, I got a, a fifty-two. I did have a Mickey Mantle card. A fifty-two, card. and got him to got him to sign it. Yeah. See, that thanks. Would, that would have been pretty cool. That's it. Kill right? me. Yeah, there was there was actually a social media discussion just a few weeks ago because AJ Dillon does that. So he'll send off cards to Justin Herbert and his friends and get them to sign those cards. And so there was a conversation because he posted on Instagram one of his Jordan Love Justin Herbert dual signed autographs that both of them had marked one of one. Um, and he had put it in a PSA slab and had it authenticated. And, and it's not something that he's looking to sell by any means. It just means something to him. Yeah. Um, but athletes have an opportunity and access that a lot of fans don't have. Um, and so they can truly build up a collection that means something to them. Very uh, cool. It's always about the money, but it's something about and you know, that you, nostalgia and being able to look back in 20 years absolutely. to those players that they played with. Craig, I tell you, I went to my first uh, national. We went to Chicago with uh, that was about <clears throat> six, seven years ago. Yeah, and it, it was absolutely fabulous. I, I really didn't know a lot about the uh, – like Tom, we didn't know a lot <laughs> about the industry. No, but I, when I went there, I was like, holy jeez. Well, it was yeah. fabulous. And now... It was fabulous. The, 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 I, I'm sure you've been, right? Yeah. The, the thing that was most uh, 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 enlightening last year was the demographic. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of young kids there. And yeah. that, that was Just really great. a breath of fresh air to see that. I mean, yeah, and, I'm, and these are kids sorry, that knew I'm, what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I'm a little ashamed to say that last year was my first national. It's okay. Um, hey. But it was... Amazing. It's a great experience. I mean, obviously, an entire convention center packed with vendors from all over the country. Um, but like you said, there are kids walking around there looking at all the cards that are there. And there are also people that are, you know, uh, significantly older that are reminiscing about their memories that are walking through there. And so you've got this is a hobby that, That's great. that everybody can enjoy. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and there's so many different ways to enjoy it. Uh, whether it be as as an investment or as a business or just as 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 something for sure. memories, yeah. um, and both of those are Absolutely. totally acceptable and exciting. Yeah. By the way, uh, later on in the show, we're going to have our giveaway from the uh, Staten Island Joe Marino bag. Another autographed picture of Rico in action. How old were you? About twenty four here? Uh, no, I was younger than that. Oh, it's third base. Uh, no, about 26. 26, yeah. Nice picture. So we're going to be giving away one of these. And then later on with the On Deck with uh, Rico segment, we're going to be giving away a Gax T-shirt. A what? Great American Collectibles Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Kind of nice. cool. Yeah. Kind of cool. So that'll be it's going like to we, somebody. We have, you know. uh, Craig, we got about a minute left. What is uh, – tell us to – oh, I know what I want to ask you. Um, how does a car shop partner with you guys? What do they have to do? <clears throat> Yeah, so if you email support at loopthiapp.com, 
we can send you the application to join our platform. Uh, we do have a waiting list right now of about 2,000 card shops from across oh, wow. the country that have applied. Um, we're working tirelessly to cut down that list, obviously. Uh, but there's a ton of interest in e-commerce and growing people's business. And that's really why we exist is to help small businesses grow. And so we want to do our best to make sure that we're bringing in as many new partners as we can. But we do have our, our values that we want to make sure that we're upholding. And that's about community and trustworthiness and in every transaction. And so if you pull a card out of a pack, we want to make sure that you're getting that card in the exact condition that that is pulled in. And so there's a vetting process that we go through that kind of slows it down a little bit, but certainly email support at loop the app and, and we'd be happy to chat with you about joining our platform. We should, we should uh, get in touch with Phil Castanetti. He's I know, got a Phil, big shop. Be, I know he'd so, be great. Yeah. He would be good, good nomination too. Yeah. So talk about the prize money. There's some pretty significant prize money. Absolutely. So the prize package is valued at about $50,000. Uh, half of that is made up of $25,000 in cash to be able to make store improvements. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're helping grow the hobby. And so we're putting some cash behind that to help you grow your store in the way that you think is fit. Uh, we're also sponsoring a trade night at your store. So we'll pay for food, beverages, stuff like that for to try and draw in more crowd. Uh, we'll pay for an athlete appearance to come out and do a signing at your shop. Um, it's my agent, also, my <laughs> agent hit. Uh, can he talk to you? <laughs> we'll be in touch. So uh, far, we'll he hasn't done a thing in five years for me. <laughs> no. um, also in the prize package is a paid trip to Miami here to visit our headquarters and meet with our CEO and a number of our team members. Miami, yeah. And most importantly, a paid trip to the national next year, because we will be announcing the winner of this competition this summer at the national on the main stage. And so uh, we're going to be flying out our, our winner to the Radio. national and making sure that they're there. And we're really excited for the, uh, the response that we've gotten already and uh, hopeful that we can use the main stage at the national to really shed some light on the LCSs and the value that they bring. Well, to we're, we're going to be up there, whatever we can do to help you guys. We're, you know, we're going to be doing a special two hour show uh, on Friday, I think from one to three or three to four, three to five, whatever. Uh, if you guys want to jump in, uh, it's going to be nationally, you know, uh, broadcast. So you can, you're more than welcome to jump in and chat about it. Now, you guys are based out of Miami. We are. We're based in Wynwood, which is a suburb of Miami, uh, right near downtown. Like you can see behind us, we have a modern card shop nice. uh, that's decked out. We're in kind of the art district of Miami, and so we've got. You can see the murals on the wall. If I can point yeah, here, that's Jackie nice. Robinson, yeah. Kobe wow. back here on my other shoulder. Um, but we are, we're a modern card shop. So a lot of slabs, new wax. Um, and like I said, we've got a lot of kids that come in and enjoy the hobby here. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Well, you know something, I'm, I'm in uh, Palm Beach uh, during the wintertime. Maybe next year we can do a, a, a remote from there. I'd love to. We would love to have you. Yeah, you know, we can do a show from there, Rick. Of course. You know, that'd be kidding be with the technology fun. we have now. No, it's, seriously. It's, <laughs> uh, it's which I know cool. nothing about, and you don't either, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Craig. We can make it work one way or another. Craig, one, one last question before we let you go. So how many employees uh, with the company? Yeah, we're, I think we're up to 18 now. We just hired a couple more that started within the last couple of weeks. I think we're up to 18 full-time. And then we have some outsourced development uh, engineers that work with us as well. Uh, but literally a year and a half, we started with, I think if you would have asked me when I started back in June, I think we were at eight or nine full-time employees. So we've more than doubled in the last eight months or so. 
uh, and constantly hiring. So if you happen to be watching this and you're a backend engineer, iOS or Android, feel free to hit us up. We'd be happy to chat about some opportunities with our business. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, it's a great concept. Yeah. Uh, we've heard nothing but good things about you guys and uh, wishing you well down the road and I will see you at the National. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Thank you so much for having us. By. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Great. Craig Sandlin from Loop. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to bring Jack Archer from PSA Magazine in. Hang yeah, in there. Yeah, Jack. We'll be right back. All right. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. 
now on deck with Rico Paracelli. Rico Paracelli. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rui. Time for on deck with Rico Paracelli. <laughs> All right. All right. Be- before we. Oh. <laughs> We, hey, if we stay in the air and she keeps doing this, she should be point. 20, 22 years old. All right, listen, before we bring Jack in, it is time for <laughs> our segment, On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions from, for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. And this week, for the Rico Petroselli signed... Yeah. Oh, very nice, Rico. Well, very is... stylish. You look very stylish. See, I got into the uh, curler photos. I like those. Very nice. Yeah. All right. So this week's question was submitted by Steve Stanley. Steve, Steve Stanley. Stanley. Uh, yeah. Steve I don't know who Stanley. Steve Stanley is. But a couple of interesting questions. Rico, what are your thoughts on putting a runner at second base in extra innings, and also your opinion of the shift. Let's talk about second base first. Well, uh, both things I don't like at all. <clears throat> uh, the runner at second base is uh, – I, I can understand that they're trying to modernize things. And speed it up. Speed it up, yeah, that's true. But people that go to the ballpark don't complain about it. If, they, if, if it's late and their kids are there, they're going to go home earlier. But it's, it's just weird. I mean, it's just – you know, uh, both teams have the, the advantage, but I, I don't like it, and and I don't like the shift even more so. They ought to ban the shift. Uh, in other words, you can't go over the other side of the base. I agree so with shortstop that. Shortstop can go to the base, you know, which is a lot, and the and the third baseman could could go, you know, somewhat to the towards second base. But uh, I mean, well, I mean. Uh, they, you know, they won hit Major League Baseball and the commissioner, uh, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Manfred. I go um, I call him Manfredo. <laughs> you know, at time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's they're trying to modernize it, but the shift takes away from what they want to do. They want to see more action. They do want to see home runs. But they want to see more action, and that's you'll get more action that way. Just one last question before we bring Jack on. Sure. How how much would that have affected a hitter like Ted Williams? The shift. Yeah. He, they did the shift on him. They did. Yeah. He, he hit. He hit uh, into the shift. He's was successful, and Ted could go the opposite way. People didn't. They thought he was, uh, you know, yeah. total pull hitter. But he could, he can go up the middle in the other way. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm excited about this. You know, uh, most of us. Don't get too excited. You have a no, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, most of us over the last, I don't know how long I've been a collector's member uh, of collectors, I don't know, over 20 years. And uh, got SMR Magazine every month religiously. And uh, there's a new look that's, uh, that's going to be unveiled. I was very fortunate enough to have a little peek, which obviously I'm not going to show, uh, of the new magazine, so we'd like to chat right now with the new, and Jack, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the publisher and editor of the PSA magazine, or the editor, what exactly is your title? So my, my official title for the magazine is, is managing editor. Managing editor of the PSA magazine. That's right. Uh, I am uh, delighted with the way it looks. It looks, really, it's a sharp, new look. I think uh, collectors... 
I'm going to be a little surprised. I mean, with the old look versus the new look. Um, but first of all, tell us what is your background in media? Can you, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about Jack Archer? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've worked in media for the last decade plus uh, in different categories, different uh, different places. But my main focus was really on like design, architecture, uh, fashion, uh, gear, technology, and just how all that stuff kind of uh, intertwines with culture. And uh, I've just been such a big sports fan my entire life, a collector my entire life. And I've had such a deep love for sports cards and seeing how the media landscape has really unfolded, especially when things have gotten so popular lately. I, I just felt to me that a lot of, a lot of sports cards media was lagging behind um, where the rest of the media was. And I was just really excited to come in here and use some of my expertise and things that I specialize in and apply it to uh, sports cards in a, in a really fun, inclusive, exciting way. So I'm just just really happy to be here. Honestly, it's like a dream come true job for me. And uh, I, I just have such a such a uh, like positive feeling about PSA as a company. And I'm just really excited for this this. Uh, this part of the, the life cycle we're on with, with sports cards and collecting. And it's just a, just a great place to be right now. Oh, you, you mentioned you were, co you're a collector. When did you start collecting as a youngster? And, and what do you collect? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started collecting in the nineties, uh, mostly like Griffey, uh, Kobe Bryant yeah. and, uh, just various players at the nineties. I really got much deeper into it, uh, in Oh one. And I was living in Seattle at the time as a kid. And that's when Ichiro came to the Mariners. Yeah, and that's yeah. when I really fell in love with collecting um, in a way that I was, I was like doing research and, and diving deeper and, and getting really specific about what kind of cards I wanted to collect. Um, I was like collecting like Johnny Damon cards, which is such a, a fun thing. <laughs> How to can you not love Johnny later. Damon? <laughs> with the <laughs> beard, with the beard and the hair. And the hair. Yeah. I just thought he was the coolest person ever when I was a yeah. certain age. Jack, uh, Jack, a, a real, just a quick story about Johnny Damon and Manny Ramirez. Yeah, they lived on uh, uh, they, they lived in a in a penthouse on Washington Street uh, in Boston on the thirtieth floor. Mm -hmm. they, they each lived there, and one <laughs> one night they had uh, they had been uh, drinking a little too much. And they, they decided to and? the water balloons. They, oh, they, oh, geez. They 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 probably filled up about I don't know, ten or twenty water balloons, and they were dropping them on people. Uh, uh, on that's a, that's on, a lawsuit right there on, on Washington <laughs> Street in downtown Boston. But now, uh, just you know, let's just stick on the on the collecting part of it for a second. Is it strictly baseball, or are you into the? I mean, basketball right now is red hot. Do you, do you collect any basketball? I'm into everything. Yeah. I, I, at this point in my, in my, in with collecting, I'm probably deepest into basketball right now. Uh, my, my two biggest basketball PCs are Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. So it's a very, very good time for me to see both those people doing so well, uh, right this season and everything. I, I collect football. Uh, I collect baseball. I, I, I have like a bunch of other things I'm into too. I got, I have some Marvel cards that I really like. Um, I've been, I've been getting into F1 in a big way. Uh, we actually have a really fun story coming out uh, a few issues from now about uh, like treasure hunting for like vintage F1 cards. Uh, the Netflix show has really popularized the right. sport in the U.S. Uh, we have a new race coming to Miami this year. And then the following year, we have another race coming to Las Vegas. 
and the Topps Chrome cards and Topps Dynasty cards have been getting so popular. But there's a lot of legends that are being kind of like forgotten because they don't have any of the modern card sets. So I just find that stuff like really interesting to me. Like, for instance, like uh, with Senna, he was like one of the most popular racers in the 80s and 90s. And his his like technical rookie card is a card from a British board game Wow! that PSA actually authenticates and grades. And that's his rookie card. Uh, so there's just a lot of Crazy. like weirdness to it um, that I'm I'm interested in and I think collectors will be interested in. So like we're just doing like deep dives uh, into, into categories like that that are emerging uh, in the modern front, but have kind of secretly been been underground for a while. So it's been it's been really fun to do projects like this. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, <clears throat> do you think that um, the industry and uh, PSA and the industry as a whole should start uh, should start advertising on not the major stations. Good question. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know absolutely. it's expensive, but, yeah. you know. So uh, I was actually listening to Michael Rubin on the, the Bill Simmons podcast yeah. recently, and he's the, the CEO, founder of Fanatics, uh, the, the company that obviously bought Tops. Yeah. And he was saying that he talked to one of the, the, the marketing guys at Tops, really sharp, really smart, knows his stuff. And he said, hey, how much, how much of our revenue annually do you, would you guess that we spend on marketing? And he was like, I don't know, like 15, 20%, less than 2% was yeah, the answer. See, that's, that's... And he went on and on and on about saying how he's like, like, there's never been TV commercials for sports cards. Yeah, there's never been exactly. any change, any momentum, any real marketing, like quality marketing applied to sports cards. And I just think... I just think fanatics, what they're going to be able to do, especially with the kind of money that they have, um, is just really throw um, some gasoline on the fire. I mean, Rico, that's a great question because, I mean, if you get that hobby, that hobby, that industry into mainstream American television, hmm. not just, I'm, I'm talking, you know, a, a cable, streaming, all of that, I think it's really going to explode. Because, you know, quite frankly, I mean, it's a big hobby, but there are a lot of people that are sports fans that don't collect. Yeah. And once they see how, how this, is, this is all picking up, I think it can just Absolutely. be crazy. Yeah, I see a lot of parallels between, between uh, this and Daily Fantasy. You guys might remember like 2013, 2014. You couldn't turn on ESPN without seeing DraftKings ad, FanDuel ad, DraftKings exactly. ad, FanDuel ad. And I think there, there's a lot of um, cohesiveness between those two things. And I can, I can absolutely imagine like, like uh, segments within games um, and just really, really doing some exciting stuff with, with marketing with some of these, these big new players in the space. There's a, a sh uh, there is a TV show. On there's a couple of them. Oh, really? Well, this one I'm thinking, I think it's on MeTV. Which uh, I think they get four or five people. That's not the one Kenny Golden's. No, on. this is a, 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 a woman, a blonde woman, and she has guests on, and it's all kinds of stuff. You know, the set has all kinds of collectibles in there, and not just cards, baseball, you know, sports cards. And uh, it's, it's a decent show, but it really doesn't. It's not high tech. Yeah, it's I mean, not it's not tech. like something that would, you know, really Grab get you. into the industry and, and, and the. And the cards and memorabilia, but that's another possibility. 
you know. Hey, Jack, t- tell us about the changes in the magazine. Can you, can you, without, you know, obviously showing us examples, can you talk about some of the changes that, that uh, hobbyists can collect? And by the way, when is the next, uh, when is the, the, the new change coming? When is the new? So the, the, the first issue I worked on uh, just got printed. So it's being sent to our, our, our distribution arm and it's going to be mailed out shortly. Okay. So by the end of the month is typically when, when most people are going to be able to, to go hands on with it. So can you tell us about some of the changes? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the most obvious upgrade I would say is the, the, the design language of the magazine. Uh, we brought in an old friend of mine who I've worked with for well over a decade, who's uh, the art director of LAFC, the MLS team. And in my opinion, he's world-class when it comes to combining uh, sport and art together in a really, really cool way. Uh, so we're doing some really fun stuff with uh, the different design elements, typography. Um, we work tirelessly to figure out ways to best present the actual PSA graded cards. Um, one of my pet peeves in the industry right now is the 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 simple scan with the black background cut out and there's dust particles on it and it just feels really sloppy it lacks a professionalism so we worked really hard to develop a new system uh to present uh collectible cards in the very very best way you know like how refractors actually refract in real life uh, on the page and, and try to do that the best we could. You know, it's interesting. Um, Just not to inter- interrupt you, but uh, I, I know you know that uh, we're about to, uh, uh, our new book is about to be launched. It will be launched at the at the national that we're doing for PSA. And the card images that we submitted, I can't tell you the great job that was done by PSA, Jackie Curiel, uh, Luis, cleaning up those images doing exactly what you just talked about they're pristine so that's a that's a feather in your cap and a tip tip of the of the cap what about the price guide is the price guide going to go away uh the price guide's staying so it's it's really important to me and really important to everybody at psa that we sort of honor that the heritage of smr uh, that's how the magazine started and i mean for me growing up like flipping through beckett's in the 90s I, I always love that, and I still love that with where the magazine is today. We are updating it slightly um, just to sort of clean it up, and we're, we're curating it a little bit more. So, like, apologies to, like, Cam Reddish collectors, but certain players that aren't even giving minutes in the NBA are probably not going to be in there. Um, and then how we're organizing it is going to be slightly different, too. Uh, we're still going to have all the iconic sets, but we're also going to be highlighting players via uh, – based on player categories rather than set categories. So rather than having you look at 2000 and having a bunch of different set category names, yeah. and one Tom Brady card across multiple pages, there's just going to be a Tom Brady section and all of his most important cards. Very cool. Very, I think very that cool. will be really um, interesting and, and fun for collectors. It will allow for moments for a player being added to the price guide or being removed from the price guide. And uh, for I'm a big baseball card collector. I, I, I like the Bowman stuff particularly. And uh, one thing I always sort of struggled with when it was by year was that you would have, uh, you'd look at like, you know, Boba Shad or Juan Soto's, like the most important cards were in far different years. So rather than having to find their Bowman first, figure out what year that was, then go find what their true rookies are, you can have everything under one player 
in one bucket. Very, very, very yeah, uh, interesting. I was just thinking, uh, an article, you're going to do articles in yeah, there, he, human he, interest. Oh, in, yeah, in yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And so the, the, uh, the majority of the book is going to be is going to be editorial. All right, so that's not going away because I think that's a, a key part. And collectors, too. Yeah, I mean, they love that. They get a good no, yeah, the hobbyists. You're going to feature, you know, some of the hobbyists. The, uh, you know, yeah, that's. I think that's that's really good. You know, it's interesting that you're. Uh, I was really nervous about you possibly eliminating S the guide because you know we do a lot. We go to a lot of shows. We do a lot of remotes, and it's just amazing how many people still walk around with that magazine and their price guide as they're as they're looking at cards and flipping through it. You know, at the, hmm. on the value of the card and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. I, you know, that's a, that's a, a a really really good thing that you guys uh, are doing. What's the state actually, though, of of hobby media? Uh, is it is it still evolving? It's it's really early, in my opinion. Um, there's just there's there's not a lot of it, and I think people are really hungry for it. So they disengage with any type of hobby media that's out there, whether it's in podcast form, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Instagram, uh, whether it's with blogs and, and websites or in print, uh, just because they're so hungry for hobby content. And there's a lot of frustration there because a lot of it's just not very good or very interesting or it feels dated or it feels um, like too transactional, which is something I want to avoid always too, because that stuff comes and goes. And ultimately, it's not the most important thing here. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of room for it to grow, and I think there's a lot of um, energy that can be injected into it. And I'm excited to you know try my try my best to sort of inject that with this magazine and with some other stuff we're doing with PSA. And the uh, advertising part of it is uh, is going to remain the same with the uh, you know sponsors, people that want to advertise in the magazine. Can they still sure. do it? You know, shops, yeah. auction houses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're we're working on 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 various ways to sort of. Um, develop advertising in, in, in interesting new ways and, and really kind of focus on how can we, how can we have advertising in the magazine, work with all of our great dealer partners, and also serve the, serve the reader in the very best way. And there's a lot of like interesting techniques that are happening um, online and in other places in media uh, that we're kind of building out right now and going to hope to present to a lot of our traditional dealer partners, and then also reach out to um, other brands, uh, whether in the hobby or outside of the hobby, um, and and kind of loop them in with everything that, that's going on with this magazine. Very, very cool great, stuff. Great. Well, listen, we wish you the best. Uh, you're yeah. going to be at the National, we, we're assuming. Of, of course. I oh, wouldn't miss it. All right. Yeah. Good. We great. look forward to seeing you there. And I think we're going to have uh, Ellen and I in the uh, uh, John Malory, I think we're going to have a little setup somewhere at the PSA booth uh, on Saturday because they're book? launching. Well, yeah, they're going to be giving That's the book great. out uh, to it's the collectors out yeah. as, a as a premium, yeah. and uh, we'll be doing a book signing That's there for nice. a couple of hours. We're going to see if we can get Kenny Kendrick to come with us from the Arizona Diamondbacks. That'll be really cool, and uh, go from there. Yeah. Well, listen, Jack, we wish you the best. Yeah, I know we're going to be chatting down the road, and uh, good luck to you. Yep. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was you. really great being on the show. Um, I love the yeah. set. We're trying to build out the set for PSA podcast right now, and we might we might take some inspiration from this. Yeah, this, this is, a, and you're only seeing the set. I mean, we're we're this is a studio. We're part of it's called the uh, uh, Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. So we have seating here for about seventy five people. 
a little table set up, a little coffee bar. People mm-hmm. hang out, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Very nice. So, yeah. yeah, love it. Well, hey, it was a pleasure being on Good here. Luck to you. Uh, Great. It was just awesome. So um, I would love sad. to come back anytime you guys like. Oh yeah, and, we'll uh, have absolutely. you back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and just one last thing: when we're on again at this at the national, we'll get you up on stage with yeah, us, and we'll talk about the new magazine. Yeah, great. Let's do it. we have a really fun issue planned for the national. Um, I'll just say it will be mantle related. Excellent. And we'll go from there. So. All right. Okay. Take care. Good Thanks, luck. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Take care. Jack Archer, the managing editor Terrific. of PSA magazine. Nice. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. No? We're going to bring James in James, because yes. he's got a great thing going with the, uh, uh, some Jackie Robinson artwork. Wow. Not bad, huh? No. <laughs> Hang in there. We'll be right back. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5000. 
5263. That's 877 606 LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best, go with Memory Lane. With so many fakes out there, it's hard to figure out if the sneakers you want are real. But when you buy eligible sneakers on eBay, you can be confident they're genuine because every pair goes through a meticulous authentication process. Introducing eBay Authenticity Guarantee. First, the sneakers you've purchased are inspected by a team of professional authenticators who carefully examine the shoes, including color, pattern, logos, and materials. Then they're measured and compared to the eBay listing to make sure they match. Even the laces, accessories, and box are checked. Once your sneakers are verified, they receive an authenticity tag, and every tag is NFC enabled so you can see the detailed specs eBay Authenticity Guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> eBay is the place to see, go for this all This is why I like being back. Sports or non-sports cards. eBay, listen, autographs and much more, not just non-sports cards. Autographs, much more, whether it's a gift for that special someone, or you want to just add to your collection. Is there a fire over eBay's there? huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all of the time. The products are excellent. What was the last thing you bought on That's eBay? That's eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. What was the last thing you bought on eBay? I bought, uh, you know, I like to fish. Some, I bought some golf stuff. Um, yeah, naturally, sports stuff, you know, for me. You know what I bought but recently? Uh, no. Seriously. Hey, let's bring James in first. James, how are you, buddy? James. How are you? James, you're going to stay with us right to the end, we decided, because we like you. Oh, oh cool. Sounds good. All right, but listen. You know We're what the, lucky to have him. You, you know what I just bought on eBay? Honestly, God. No, come on, no, no. I got a great deal, and it was it was sold. Uh, it was uh, it was bought about 40 years ago from a guy that current still works at the Hall of Fame. Mm. I got a Mickey Mantle sign ball. It's all authenticated. Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and Duke Snyder all in was the same the, ball. Is that where you got it? Yeah. Oh, okay. On eBay. So. Uh, to me, that would pretty be pretty cool, right? Pretty well, I don't know, Kiff. It's well, no, my understand. grandkids. It's yeah, not for me. But anyway, yeah. all right. Don't throw we're going to bring in, oh, before we talk to James, <clears throat> our <throat> giveaway. This is a great American Collectibles t shirt. And by the way, quality. In, the, in the coming weeks, we're actually going to be selling these. That's right. You can, you're going to be able to purchase these. It's yeah. really cool. I like mine. I don't like the ones with the collars, they're too dressy. I, know. I like the ones with the collars. You wear yours, and I'll wear yeah, mine. But anyway. Yeah. This week's, so we're going to give one away right now from the, by the way, this bag is going away. The Staten Island Joe bag, we're going to get rid of it because I have a new concept for giveaways. Um, we're going to talk about that. Very this nice. week's winner is the T-shirt, and by the way, it's a large, so tough. I don't have any extra lodges left. Oh, we'll get them. Is George Lavalli, Lovely, Lovely, Lovely. Lavelli. Lavelli. George Lavelli. George, I think that you, uh, we know that you do follow the show. You have a week to get in touch with us, email us, uh, message us. We don't hear from you in a week. You are out. Fair enough, right? Well, I mean, geez, it's kind of rough. Uh, I tell you right now, I would never do that. All right, let's bring James. in our good friend, uh, a really good friend of the show. Uh, the, I think he's the best artist. Not as good as you. Well, that's uh, – well, James, you got to see well, – Who do you think James, James? Honestly, you have to see his artwork. Huh? Do you ever hear the word vomit? <laughs> Just, you're going to look at his artwork. Surreal. It's surreal. 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 Yeah. 
Uh, James Fiorentino, uh, just a fabulous, fabulous artist. But James, you're here for a special reason. Tell us about the, the new painting in conjunction with the fact that this is the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, I, part of the project that's been ongoing for the last few years, there's only one. And uh, continuing in that process of, of beautiful thing is painting so many iconic uh, trading cards that are still out there, part of the project. I, I had not painted a Jackie yet. And of course, you know, I painted the 52 Tops Jackie Robinson, which is one of my favorite all-time cards. And, you know, uh, timed it to, to debut, obviously, this past week for the 75th anniversary I've obviously always been a, a huge fan of Jackie Robinson since I was a kid, you know, had the opportunity to meet his son one time and, you know, just to be able to showcase that painting this week is an honor and uh, just one of my favorite all-time cards. And of course you, Tom, uh, with the 52 Tops book, it's just, you know, what an incredible set and, and, a, and a really fun painting to have, to have done. Yeah, you, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, when, uh, when John, when Mallory and I were down in Philly, uh, I was flabbergasted at your little uh, gallery in there and, and some of the stuff that you've done. I mean, you, just incredible. That's now, is this painting, is this going to be for sale? Or, or, what, tell me about it. Yeah, it's available for sale. It's honestly the Dr. J, which was done at the Philly show a few months ago, they had autographed. Uh, that one and this Jackie Robinson are really the first ones that have been up for sale. Uh, since this whole project began where they've all been selling out, being commissioned, selling out. And there's been a tremendous amount of interest. It may even already be sold, but, uh, but a tremendous amount of interest in it. And I was showcasing other paintings I've done of Jackie as well over the years, whether it was for um, Upper Deck or, um, you know, paintings I had done a few years back. I mean, the cool thing about Jackie tied in with New Jersey, of course, is his first ever hit as a professional was in New Jersey, was in Jersey City at Roosevelt Field. Mm -hmm. And my good friend who passed away, um, uh, Ed Lucas, was actually at that game, which is unbelievable. And he would tell me stories about being at that game as a kid. So I just love all these ties to Jackie. I'm obviously um, a historian of the game. So I was kind of showcasing other previous paintings I had done. But obviously the 52 times Jackie Robinson to me, is one of the most iconic cards there is. And, and I, I, I believe keeps going up in value. It's just such an awesome card. Yeah, it should. You know, Jackie, uh, just think about this. Of course, he, he went to college, you know. With, yeah, uh, UCLA. UCLA. Hell of a football and, player. Yeah, he was a great athlete. But he went right to AAA ball. And they play, that's why they play. He was in Montreal. I did not know that. You know, and then the next year to the big leagues. I did not know that. It, that's yeah. amazing. It, it, then, then especially because those those guys in AAA, they would knock you on your rear end as fast as you you Wasn't he an All-American football player? Yeah, well. He was, he was a tailback, uh, he wasn't he? He might have been, yeah. Uh, he was just a great, great athlete. People don't realize how tough that is. Hey, uh, by the oh. way, speaking about uh, great athletes, uh, how are your Yankees doing, um, James? <laughs> Start well, throw that out. If had, right. If I had to be positive here, well, we won the first two series, <laughs> right, against two good teams. Uh, we've actually been pitching pretty great, except for our closer's been a little bad. But the bats have uh, have not awakened yet. And I feel like, honestly, being a Yankee fan, that happens a lot early in the season. For some reason, they don't always play well in the beginning and in the cold. And then once you start getting to May and June, they heat up. They'll go on a streak. But, yeah, it's just – I guess it's a lot in baseball now, right? Guys are just trying to hit 
home runs. No, I, I, I agree. Don't well, hit a home run. They don't score a lot, it seems yeah. like right now. Well, they're going to be streaky because they are a home run, pretty much, you know, a home run hitting team, fly balls. And uh, when, they're, when they are hitting, they're great. You know, oh, man. Uh, but when they're not, they're, they're going to get cold. It's going to go back and forth. It depends on, the, on how long they have the winning streak and how long they have the losing streak. So, but I think you'll see that all, uh, all year long with the with that type of lineup. Hey, James, um, we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, you know, not everybody can afford a fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar painting, but they can still buy some of your wonderful work. Can you tell us about that? You know, I mean, the average hobbyist, how can he purchase some James Fiorentino yeah. artwork? Absolutely. Yeah. So jamesferentino.com, you know, my website has a store in there. I have some beautiful prints, giclés, you know, posters. Um, and, you know, through Instagram and Facebook, I'll run some cool promos. Like right now, I have a promo going where if you follow me through Instagram and you, you know, you have a couple other people following me, I, I've been giving away some signed uh, PSA covers that I've done. And people are always asking me about that. So I have a Michael Jordan cover that's that I'm giving away. So even cool prizes like that, that I just, I literally give out as free uh, items to people and um, th through the contest. And, but there's a lot of limited editions, some, some signed by the athletes, some signed by me through my store. And um, yeah. And, and there's commissions all the time. There's even smaller paintings that I'll create for people, you know, throughout, throughout the year, if I have time here and there. So uh, are you going to be at the national? I will be at the National. I'm very excited. I'll be in the corporate section. I'm going to have uh, a pretty incredible display of um, some of my new Fiorentino Elite paintings. Obviously, there's only one. Nice. There'll be some of those paintings there, some new paintings of there's only one. Um, and and actually, I'm, I'm, we were just talking about before, I think I'm going to have my Ted Williams 20 Greatest Hitters painting, which has, hasn't been seen since the Ted Williams Museum going over 25 years ago. Hmm. which to me is one of the most incredible paintings that I've ever done and maybe ever done in a hobby where, you know, it was done for Ted and it's signed by Mantle, Mays, Williams. And I, I think people are going to go nuts seeing that painting in our booth. Uh, Joe, Joe will be with me. It's going to be a really great opportunity. I'll have PSA covers that I've done the last two years for people and signing stuff. So it should be a good time. Great. Your website address, sir. It's uh, jamesfiorentino.com. JamesFiorentino.com. Don't forget, go James. onto the site. James, you've done yeah. a great job. We you're, see you at the National. And you're a credit to the Looking hobby, brother. Looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much Thanks, as always. James. I really appreciate it. Take, Take care. care. Bye. All right, Thank Rick, you. I think that's a wrap, brother. Well, that's, I've really enjoyed being back with you uh, side no, you by don't. side. And uh, next time, put on some deodorant. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm you're killing kidding. me. You're killing me. I know. You know I'm joking. No, I know. But listen, all kidding aside, yeah, it's good it being great, back to great see you. Back to, uh, great to be back, and uh, I'm so happy to see the industry because we talked about you, man, that from day one. Talk about growing the industry. But talk about the changes that you and I have seen in the six yes, years we've been on the right. air. It's been yeah. incredible. It's great. All right. With that being said, we love you guys. Thanks for all the support. Thanks to all of our guests today. They've all, uh, they're all credits to the hobby. Yes. And with that being said, happy collecting. Take care.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.